Giving thanks for rulers. I am not going to go slow. Giving thanks for rulers. And this is not a one-foot measuring stick. This is our government. There's two rulers. Thank you, Lord, for President Barack Hussein Obama, who was our president for eight years, and for Donald John Trump, who's our present president. Thank you, Lord, for Vice President Joe Biden and Vice President Mike Pence. Thank you, Lord, for Speaker Paul Ryan and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our ex-governor, Nikki Haley, who is now our ambassador to the United Nations, and for Governor Henry McMaster. Thank you, Lord, for Henry McMaster being in Greenville yesterday and appointing Johnny Mac Brown to be our sheriff again. Family, either we or this church want to welcome him back into that office. He was elected sheriff of Greenville County in 1976, served six successive terms. He left when Marcus Whitfield was killed, but after he had done his piece of revenge in this city called Operation Clean Sweep. That is another story for another time. But Johnny Mac Brown is a personal friend of our families, and we appreciate him, and we all should. He's our new sheriff of Greenville County. This is Sheriff Mike Henshaw of Simpsonville. He started in the Simpsonville Police Department in 1987. He is the sheriff or the, the chief of police, chief of police for the city of Simpsonville. What is 2017 safest city in South Carolina? Come on. You know how I lead you along. It's Simpsonville. FBI records of crime. Simpsonville is number one in the state of South Carolina for that year. Here we go. We want to love God and Jesus Christ by keeping their commandments. To obtain their promise of greater love and manifestation of themselves to us. We started with his command to love our enemies. That is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I want you to do it individually, and we want to do it as a church. And now his command to give thanks for civil rulers. It's his doctrine. Here we go. 1 Timothy chapter 2, a pastoral epistle. So I preach to you what Paul told Timothy needs to be preached. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, is that important, that we honor civil authority. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, when the Apostle Paul says, first of all, it should get our attention, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions be made for kings and for all that are in authority. But here are the words, giving of thanks are in there. And I told you a few years ago, it was almost like a surprise that I finally saw that. After many years of reading the text, preaching the text, and not seeing the giving of thanks for kings and for all that are in authority, name a king of Paul's. Nero was the Caesar emperor king, King Agrippa, King Herod Agrippa, King Herod Antipas, and so on. That 
Here's why we want to do it. Number one, that the apostle put in this order, we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. It's for your good that we supplicate, pray, and intercede, and give thanks for rulers. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. It's also the will of God to do it. So let's remember that Paul wants us to do this. Jesus Christ wants us to do this. Giving thanks for rulers is a top priority of churches. If we're going to trust the apostle of the Gentiles. We want our church to fulfill John 14, 21 and John 14, 23. So that we have a greater measure of the love of God in our lives, families and church and a greater measure and manifestation of him by his spirit to us individually, family-wise, and as a church. It's a promise of John 14. It's overwhelming in its goodness. To enjoy God's best in life and to please him. Why this study? Because the attacks on the President of the United States on a continual basis. It doesn't matter whether you like him. It doesn't matter whether you like his judgments. It doesn't matter whether you like his tweeting. None of those things matter. He is in an office. He is the man. And the way he is, God prepared him to be exactly what he is. All those aspects are under the complete dominion of God. But they are attacking him constantly. Our press is so negative that this government, though it was elected fairly and put him in office fairly, the attacks, we're not going to do that. Let's be the opposite. To keep the words of Jesus Christ by his apostles, to be like David. Did David honor Saul, though his enemy? Did David honor Abner, though his enemy? Those were kings and magistrates and captain of the host. And because of April 15th, when you pay your taxes, be thankful for the nation that we have, its form of government, our president, and the IRS itself. We are blessed. That IRS is a teat of the nursing father and nursing mother of our nation. Real Christians will honor their civil officials. And I mean this. We had it as a thanksgiving tonight because I, for the first 25 years of my life, was not raised to be thankful and appreciative and praying for our government. I was passing out rebellious books in the second grade at school. Real Christians, through the 25th year of my life, I thank God for being down here with you and that together the Lord has led us, among many other things, to see this change and to make it in our lives. Romans 13, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Every soul. It doesn't matter whether we're Jews or Gentiles. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. It doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter what form of government you have. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. That's the office. That's the man. And that's what the man's doing. Because that's the present tense to be verb. The powers that be are ordained of God. The office, the man, and what he's doing is ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, look at these words, resisteth the ordinance of God. We don't want to resist in thought. We don't want to resist in deed. 
We don't want to resist in practice. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. God's judgment. I'm jumping over to 1 Peter 2 to get another apostle. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. We do this for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. The prayer that Titus just offered up was pleasing in heaven because we were honoring the highest authority that we're able to see with our eyes on earth, and that is civil rulers. Whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. That is in matters of citizenship. This is the same language from Romans 13. Romans 13 is about civil rulers. There isn't a chance in heaven or hell that Romans 13 is about Bible ministers, gospel preachers. There isn't a chance that 1 Peter 2 is about it. This is kings and magistrates and their laws. And this is citizenship. When you're a good citizen, the government rewards you. When you're a bad citizen, the government punishes you. That's what they do. They are as consistent doing that as parents are. Do you still believe in the institution of parents? Is any parent perfect? No. Are, are there parents that are abusive? Yes. But is the general rule of parents good for children to have too? Yes. And so it is for nations. First Peter 2, continuing, For so is the will of God. We want to do the will of God for his blessing, that with well-doing, well-doing is obedient citizens, ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. There are foolish men that ignorantly think that we are toadies in the church of Greenville. We're free, but we don't use that liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. That is malice against the government. But as the servants of God, we do it. God's in charge of our nation, and so we honor our nation and its rulers because of God. The Bible says, honor all men, that's all kinds of men. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. I love that kind of a summary statement. Real Christians will honor their civil officials. Let's be the best Christians that we can be. And this is one of those areas where we have a natural tendency to rebel. And some of us have a stronger natural tendency to rebel than others. Some of us have 25 years of training. Some might have 50. Lord help us. Resistors are damned in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Instead of talk against rulers, let's give thanks. 2 Peter 2. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh. This is a fleshly activity and despise government. Right there. They despise government. Let's not despise government. Let's not just accept government. Let's love government. Let's love civil government as much as you love marriage, as much as you love families with parents, as much as you love an employer, as much as you love the church of Jesus Christ. They despise government. Presumptuous are they. This is what Jesus Christ has to say about them. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. They should be terrified to speak evil of dignities. Angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. Angels that are far greater in power and might than any civil ruler on earth never bring a railing accusation against them. There are no jokes told in heaven about earthly rulers. You do not want your wife telling jokes about you men. You do not want your children telling jokes about you parents. 
Do not tell jokes about our rulers. Esteem them in the same way that you want your children to esteem your office of parent. In the same way you want your wife to honor you, husbands. Husbands, if you think that you are a better husband than President Donald John Trump is a president, show me. You're a loser. Who do you think you are? Let's honor these authorities that God has raised up. Ecclesiastes 10, curse not the king. No, not in thy thought. Oh, Lord, help us. And I've already shown you a picture that by the grace of God, I'm able to look at it and give honor. And I wish he'd walk in here sometime and we would give him honor. Curse not the rich. John D. Rockefeller, you going to curse him? Great man. More competent in business than any 100 people that you can think of and add them together and square them. The Bible tells us, I was raised to curse the rich. I'm not blaming my father. I'm blaming the John Birch Society and other influences like that. Thank God for the rich or you wouldn't have a job. That's right. You'd be out there with a hoe trying to make a living in your backyard. They built America. Anyway, curse not the king, no, not my thought. Curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. That's your bedroom. Bird of the air will carry it. No wonder the Holy Spirit calls them gods, brethren. Thou shalt not revile the gods and say, well, that must be idols. You mean God wants to tell people that we shouldn't revile other idols? I thought Elijah loved mocking the idols of Baal and the prophets of Baal. These are the rulers of thy people. These are civil rulers. Thou shalt not revile the gods. That's to call them names or to disrespect them, nor curse the ruler of thy people. I have said ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Let me share this verse with you. This is Psalm 82 and verse 6. I have said, God said, ye are gods to the rulers of Israel, and all of you are children of the Most High. This verse has nothing to do with salvation. This verse has everything to do with civil government. You are children of the Most High in that you hold the loftiest position of authority on earth. You are like God. That's why you're called gods. Are you with me? This is the word of God. I thank God for this. Last Saturday at 4.45 until 7.15, We had a meeting in this back room with prospective church members. And I got to review where the Lord has led our church. And this is one of the things that he's changed about us and about me. And I thank God for it. God's is the right word for rulers. Do you believe that? God's. You don't like those verses back there? I love those verses. God's is the right word for rulers. John 10.35, Jesus Reasoning about the scripture, he said, Scripture cannot be broken. And how did he prove it? If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. That is the word that belongs back there in Exodus twenty-two twenty-eight and Psalm 82 and verse 6. The word gods for civil rulers. We want duty of Bible over King James Version onlyism. What do you get excited about in John 10, 35? These words, scripture cannot be broken. 
Yes, I do. I get very excited about those words. But I want you to get excited about another word. God's. Let's get the doctrine out of the word of God and not just celebrate that we have a King James Bible, but let's obey our King James Bibles. That's what this slide means. We want our duty of the Bible over the fact that we celebrate the Bible. Want to see a God? Do you want to see a God? Are you ready? Children, you've got to be eight years of age or under, but I want to know the name of this God. Eight years of age or under. Who do you think it is? George Washington. That's a God right there. Is the title fitting for him? I read an 85-word speech that he gave today when the Continental Army was going to quit on him. Mm-hmm. 85 words. He told them that they had served their time, that they had a leave coming to them, and he rode away. And the Lord turned him around, and he rode back. And in 85 words, he sat there on his horse, and they all re-upped. <sighs> That's a man. That's a leader. That's a God. The Lord made him a God. He was about six inches taller than the rest of the nation. He was considered by his army to be the richest man in America. He wasn't. But he was in the top ten. How had he done that? Selling newspapers when he was a teenager, otherwise known as being a survey in unchartered territory filled with Indians. Whole states, tremendous estates that he surveyed. George Washington, that's a God. Do you believe it? Do you love this father of our nation? Can I call him the father of America? The Bible says, call no man father on earth. Can I call him father? Does the Bible give me leave to call him father? Kings and queens shall be your nursing fathers. Okay, can you handle this picture? Are they gods? They're gods. God made them gods. He beareth not the sword in vain. Now this one had a sword. These have swords too. Do you want to see what kind of swords that with one word they can put into action? This is a sword. This is the state of South Carolina's electric chair, which just a couple of weeks ago our state approved either chemical injection or the electric chair. There it is. That's the sword. They don't bear it in vain. They have the right to fry you. They have the right to put you in a microwave. Here's a sword. I like this sword. It's four football fields long. It's 101,000 tons of displacement. It can handle 100 aircraft with 75 of them below deck. The new ones have three elevators and four launch pads. They can launch four planes at a time. That's a sword. And a god has a right to a sword. Children, you should go read about these. Do you know that you have things that I would have dreamed of as a kid to go click on YouTube and watch one of these things in action? Incredible. How many ships does it take around that thing just to protect that city? That is a city on water. Right. 
oh, I don't have time for this. I want time for this. But uh, the swords, let me tell you about the swords, and I want you to be thankful to live in America. The swords that I just showed you right there, that's the Teddy Roosevelt, Nimitz class. That's an older class. The new one is the Gerald R. Ford class of super carriers. The swords. Only nine nations on earth have a sword called a carrier. Anything that you can call an aircraft carrier, only nine nations on earth have one. What is this number? That's how many we have. And the smallest one dwarfs in size and capability any of the others. The total in the world is 19, and we have 10 of them, and they're enormous. And we don't call carriers what they call carriers. We call them helicopter carriers, and they don't count. But they're as big as their carriers, and they can take a group of Marines with helicopters and deploy them anywhere. We have swords. They're gods. Let's give them honor. Let's come back to our verse since I'm getting off track and loving to do so. First of all, giving of thanks. Let's keep doing it here. Amen. He is pleased in heaven because this is his highest authority on earth. Amen. The power of life and death. For kings and for all that are in authority, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. And we want the good life, which is right here. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And I know how to mess up a slide. Giving thanks for rulers is a top priority because we want to enjoy God's best and we want to please him. God chose the offices, the men, and their spirits. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Do you believe the verse? Do you really believe the verse? The king's heart. Where did the office come from of king? God. There's a particular king here because that's a singular noun. In the possessive, so we've got one king in an office with a heart, and that heart is expressing and showing God's ruling of him. He's a child of the Most High in his civil function. From Psalm 82, 6. Okay, Revelation 17, 17 says, God hath put in their hearts, that's the kings of Europe, God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will. Singular God, their hearts, to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom, that's a collective noun meaning kingdoms, unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. For 1260 years, the kings of Europe submitted themselves to the popes of Rome to fulfill God's will because God put it in their hearts. Remember the text? The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Look what he did to Europe. And he told us in advance that he was going to do it. Our rulers, his ministers to us for our good. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. The civil powers that be. He, the king, is the minister of God to us for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. 
Just like God chose parents to take care of families, and like God chose a husband to take care of a wife, God chose civil rulers to take care of the people under them. And if you are a good citizen, he rewards and praises you. If you are a bad citizen, he punishes you. And that's what the text means. There is no limitation placed on this. As some people want to make this passage and the other passage, that only kings that are doing good, in your opinion, deserve submission. Uh-uh. If that was true, no one should obey any father in here. No wife should submit to any husband because I haven't met a perfect father or husband yet. Right. Let's go to this one. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers. Amen. This is a prophecy of Gentiles taking care of the church of God. Isaiah 44. I've read it just recently to you. God said of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure. Can I, get, can I give you words that are better, any better than that? A pagan king of the Persian Empire. He is my shepherd. Not that he's shepherding God, but God appointed him as shepherd over his church. He is my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure toward my church, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. And where the word of a king is, the Bible says, there is power. Amen. Whether it's 10 aircraft carriers of a super-class carrier, like the Gerald R. Ford class of U.S. aircraft carriers, or Cyrus the Persian. Uh, Ezra. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. The office, the man, and stirring him up. The Bible's filled with it. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. The heart is a synonym for that spirit. That he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing. It was legislated and enforced by the king of the Persian empire. Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. I love those words. Amen. That is our God. And he, but that is Cyrus. Would we give Cyrus honor if he came in here tonight? I hope we would. If George Washington rode that horse in here tonight up on that platform, would we give him honor? If pres, ex-president, former president, Barack Obama came in here tonight, would we give him honor? Lord, help us. We start in our thoughts and our hearts. Then it goes to our words and our actions and what information we intermeddle with. I want to intermeddle with the Bible and see what it has to say about these men. Ezra 6.22 And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. What's that feast called? Passover. For the Lord had made them joyful. Why were they joyful? How had God made the people of Israel joyful? How did God make his church happy? and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. This is Artaxerxes, Darius, different titles. Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers. We give thanks to God. Look, blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, which hath put such a thing as this in the king's heart to beautify the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. We thank God for rulers. 
Our rulers, his ministers, to us for our good. Yes. Can't do it. I'm just going to blow through some categories, and I have a long list for every one of these categories. Are, are they ministers of God for our good? They know how to do with criminals at all levels of all kinds, large and small. They know how to promote commerce. And boy, have they promoted commerce in the United States of America. And they know how to take care of property rights and safety of all kinds, all kinds. When you open up something from the store, other than the eggs at Walmart this past week, can you trust it? <laughs> I shouldn't have even thrown that in there. <laughs> Why did you hear about it? Why do you know about it? Do you think that egg farmer wanted to make a recall on 120 million eggs? Prosperity. There's a whole list of features of that category. Protection is different from safety. Travel, legal, the legal opportunities we have in America, the exemptions to provisions, participation in our government, education, all kinds of... Some of you are not paying anything for education. Beauty. Rules about littering and so forth. They keep the place beautiful. Have you compared our nation to some other nations? It may not be as clean as some, but it's cleaner than most. But there are also special subsidies to us as a church. Deduct giving. You get to deduct your giving. Do you understand that our king is subsidizing our church when you do that? The math is so precious, but there's no time tonight for the math. Our church is tax-exempt on that property. Do you know what kind of property taxes you would pay if you had a $1.2 million house? Give me a number. Twelve grand a year. Tax-exempt. Tax-exempt revenue. What if our income was taxed? It's not. Schooling. You can do whatever you want. Even though there's a public school system, you can do what you want. Personage allowance for pastors, children's subsidies. The government subsidizes you to have a family. Mm -hmm. Most of you don't pay anything in income taxes if, you do, if you're doing your taxes right because you're like rabbits. <laughs> rabbits don't pay taxes in America. Right. And I mean that respectfully. Listen, I'm the one that had the name rabbit. That was at Michigan National Bank of Detroit. Sherry, it was all your fault. Yeah, right. I didn't know what was happening. It was just, it was just good. No withholding. No filing. It's incredible. Honor system. We wrote in 40 years ago. We're a church. Okay. Incredible. What is the teat of our nursing father? The IRS. Those provisions are provisions of the Internal Revenue Code of America. Paul had far less, but he gave thanks anyway. Are you willing to see good in Rome for the Apostle Paul? Yep. These are slides from another time. Yep. This is going through the Bible, New Testament only, and finding the benefits that the Apostle Paul had from the Roman Empire. Four slides. Look at all of them. 24 in total. Why did we do this tonight? Because we want to love God and Jesus Christ by keeping their Commandments, and this is a big one. To obtain their promised greater love 
and manifestation to us. We started with his command to love our enemies. I encourage you, exhort you, charge you to do that. And now his command to give thanks for civil rulers to God. Stand with me, please. <clears throat> 